Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. What's up, guys? I am back. (laughs) Uh, So what happened with the other day is I was going to do a Simpsons episode, and my husband was going to join me. But, you know, shit happens, he got busy with work, and he had to work the next day, he couldn't stay up late, and that's like the only time I could podcast, with him at least. So, we had to uh, kind of axe that. But <clears throat> then the next day, uh, Estelle Harris, who played Mrs. Costanza, George's mom, and she also played Mrs. Potato Head in Toy Story, uh, passed away. Uh, she might have passed away Saturday, but I found out about it Sunday, and I said... This is a great time to do a Seinfeld episode. So I thought of my favorite ones, and this is one of them. We're going to be doing The Outing, Seinfeld, season four, and it's episode uh, 16, I think. I think it's season four, episode 16. Air date was February 11th, 1993. This is one of the most famous episodes because... Just the the sign of the times back then, like, gay was such a taboo thing, you know? Being gay was so taboo back then, you know? And they didn't really talk about it on TV shows. And 1993 is pretty early. I mean, I was was in junior high, and I didn't know much about that. (laughs) But I was not into Seinfeld until my much later adult years, so um, I did not watch this around the time. But this is definitely one of my favorite episodes, uh... It's just got some great lines. Season four was phenomenal. Seasons four and five were so good. I mean, the rest of Seinfeld was good too, but seasons four and five were probably my favorite. I can name like five other episodes from season four that are like my absolute favorite. So this is one of them. Um, We're going to go over the music of... um, I have the week of February 20th, so we're a week after February 11th, but... Don't you even give me an ad. Okay, here we go. An ad for Goldfish. Okay. Number one, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston. It says it's been on the chart for 15 weeks. Now that, that tracks. <laughs> that song was out for so long. Number two, A Whole New World, Aladdin's Theme by Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. I remember that too. That's when Aladdin was like huge. Number three, Ordinary World, Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. Number four, I'm Every Woman from the Bodyguard. That was a big movie then, too. Number five, Saving Forever for You from Beverly Hills 90210 by Shanice. Great song. I still have that on my favorites. Just wanted to confess that. Number six, Mr. Wendell, Arrested Development. Number seven, If I Ever Fall in Love, Shy. Number eight, Seven by Prince and the New Power Generation. Number nine, In the Still of the Night. Uh, from the, what does it say? I don't know. Jack, New Jack City. It's from something. It's from some movie. Uh, I don't know. But it, that's a cover uh, by, oh gosh, I can't remember who sings it originally. Five Satins? Five Satins, I think. Uh, hip Hip Hooray. Hip 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 Hooray. Hip Hop Hooray by Naughty by Nature. Oh, those are great. Those are great. This is like my uh, eighth grade year. I was listening to all these songs and I was recording them off the radio. Then I looked up the movies for February 1993. These are good too. Groundhog Day. You know, I recently saw that movie. Oh, no. No, not Groundhog Day. I'm sorry. Well, I, you know, I don't know what the big fuss is about that movie. I know everybody loves it. Like, I know people that that's like their favorite movie. I can't. I just, I don't know. I don't, it's not my favorite movie. Number two, Summersby. I think that's a movie with Richard Gere. Number three, Aladdin, of course. And by the way, Aladdin came out November 13th, and it's still number three in February of 93. Number four, Loaded Weapon 1. Oh my god, that movie is so funny, with uh, Emilio Estevez. Number five, Homer Bound, The Incredible Journey. That was a good movie. Number six, Scent of a Woman. Number seven, Sniper. Number eight, A Few Good Men. Good one. Number nine, The Vanishing, and number ten, The Crying Game. (laughs) I remember The Crying Game. 
Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Seinfeld, the outing. So I noticed on my podcast, I don't give credit where credit's due. So a lot of these people, the guest stars, sometimes I do, like if they're notable. But uh, on Seinfeld, there are so many guest stars that went on to do a lot of different things. Like look at Brian Cranston. He started off as uh, the dentist. Uh, I don't remember his name right now. Uh, but, you know, and that, look at him. Look how big he is now, you know. And uh, Courtney Cox was on it, I think, wasn't she? Courtney Cox was on it, uh, a whole bunch of different people, you know. So in this one, uh, I have a list here. So the girl who plays Sharon is Paula Marshall, and I've seen her before because I'm a big fan of Nip Tuck, which, by the way, I'm going to be doing an episode very soon of Nip Tuck. Uh, love that show. Uh, so she was on Nip Tuck. She was on Modern Family. She was on Law, everybody's on Law and Order. I mean, really. She's on 911. I'm uh, just looking to see what else here. House, Californication, Nip Tuck. She, w- she played Kate, Sean's girlfriend on Nip Tuck when they moved to Hollywood. Spoiler alert. Uh, let's see. Sports Night, Spin City, Chicago. She's in a lot of shit. A lot of stuff. Okay. Oh, she's on The Wonder Years. She played Bonnie. Bonnie Douglas. Oh, Bonnie, that was Wayne's girlfriend. Okay, I remember her now. Do you guys remember Life Goes On? You guys remember that show? Oh my gosh. If I could find that on DVD, I'd buy it. It was so good. Okay, then Carrie Coleman plays Allison. And she is in... Let's look at see if there's anything. Switch to Birth? Uh, never saw that that show, but heard it's good. Wilfred? Oh my god, my husband loved Wilfred. Lie to Me, Castle, Veronica Mars... Uh, just everything charmed. Veronica's Closet. That was a good show. Grace Under Fire, way in the back in the day. Roseanne Seinfeld. So she played George's girlfriend, Allison, and she's actually in three episodes. She's pretty funny. She's really good in this. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. So like always, it starts with Jerry doing a stand-up, and he's talking about how, like, why do you celebrate birthdays every year? You know? Who cares? You know, he's just doing his, like, you know, his show about nothing. He's doing comedy. I have seen Jerry Seinfeld, uh, his stand-up. I saw him, I don't know, maybe 2011, 2012. Hilarious. But I guess he does do the same material over and over again. But it's okay, because I only saw him once, and I don't need to see him ever again. (laughs) But I am a big fan of his. And I also like Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. That's a really good show, too. Then we go to George and his girlfriend, and they have this conversation. I don't want to live. I don't want to live. Because of me? You must be joking. Who wouldn't want to live because of me? I'm nothing. No, you're something. You can do better than me. You could throw a dart out the window and hit someone better than me. I'm no good. You're good. You're good. I'm bad. You're killing me! <laughs> Why do women find George so desirable and they like irresistible? This is not the first time this has happened. Like where the girl wants him back and he's like, nope, I'm done. What I love about this show, and I talked to this about with, I think I might talk to this with my brother about this when he, he guessed it last time. I just love how they are just... They're all so self-absorbed. All four of them. Kramer. Kramer has a little more consideration for people. But Kramer, I mean, I mean, sorry, J- George, Jer- uh, Jerry, and Elaine, they're all so self-absorbed, so empathy, like lacking empathy for anything. It just cracks me up. But what, what I like about George and I think, I think all three of them do the same thing. They look for reasons to break up with somebody or to like, you know, they just look for reasons for, for, yeah, like break up with somebody or uh, just reasons to get out of relationships, you know, and, or not to date people, you know, it just, they're always looking for these reasons. And it's just so funny how all three of them are exactly like, they should all just have a th- triangle and just be done with it, you know, because they're all exactly alike. <laughs> so then they're, they're at uh, Monk's, which is a coffee shop, which I went to, by the way, uh, when I went to New York, I got to go to, um, where they, it wasn't obviously where they filmed Seinfeld because I was on a set, 
but I went to where they had the uh, the outdoor uh, where they filmed the exterior shots, and it just says I think it just says cafe or coffee. I have the magnet on my fridge, and if you walk in there, obviously it looks nothing like Seinfeld set, or it doesn't look anything like you know like like when you see it on TV. But they do have a ton of pictures of Seinfeld cast, and it's all like you know autographed and stuff. I have a picture. I'll have to post some of that stuff. I got some cool pictures in New York. So they're at Monk's and uh, Elaine's there waiting for Jerry. uh, And George is saying, I couldn't go through with it. She's going to kill herself over you. (laughs) So Jerry's on the payphone, (laughs) 90s reference there. And he's trying to get a hold of Sharon Leonard, who is a BYU reporter who's going to do an interview on him. And he can't get a hold of her. Uh... And, you know, they just kind of leave it at that. He goes back to his ta- the table with George and Elaine. And I just noticed, uh, and I've seen this episode like 50 times, and I just noticed that Sharon walks in looking for Jerry. She doesn't know what he, who he looks, what he looks like, because Jerry says that in the next, the next scene. But she's looking for him. She can't find him because he's at the payphone. So she's like, oh, well, and like sits down. And she sits down right behind uh, uh, George and Elaine. Uh, so Jerry goes back to his seat and he's kind of complaining, like, where is she? I don't know. And then they have a, uh, conversation about who is the ugliest world leader. <laughs> and Elaine, Elaine says, uh, oh no, Jerry says it, it begins and ends with Brezhnev. I don't know who that is, but I, I'm going to have to look at a picture now. Okay. So yeah, I would say that's probably true. He has the bushiest eyebrows I have ever seen. His name is Leonard Brezhnev. Oh, no, not Leonard. I'm sorry. Leon, Leonid? Leonid? Brezhnev? Uh, yeah, he's pretty ugly. Gotta agree with Jerry on that one. And then Elaine says, I don't know. You ever get a get a good look at De Gaulle? And then George says, Gold in my ear will take all those guys. I have to look up gold in my ear now. I'm very curious. Sorry, guys. I am not up to date on my historical figures here. No, she's not that ugly. I think Brezhnev is uglier than her, but that's just me. So, uh, Sharon is right behind, right behind Jerry, listening to this, right? She's laughing. And Elaine notices this and <laughs> has this great idea. Hold them good one, Those two girls behind you, they're eavesdropping. Really? You know, uh... Just because you two are homosexual, so what? I mean, you should just come out of the closet and be openly gay already. So what do you say? (laughs) You know you'll always be the only man I'll ever love. What's the matter with you? I'm not going along. I just see you in Berlin in 1939, goose-stepping past me. Come on, Jerry, go along, go along. You no fun. You know, I hear that all the time. Hear what? That I'm gay. People think I'm gay. Yeah, you know, people ask me that about you, too. Yeah, because I'm single, I'm thin, and I'm neat. And you get along well with women. Guess that leaves me in the clear. (laughs) Okay, there's so many things I have to bring up here. Okay, so Jerry... Elaine says something like, you're good with women. Uh, according to his track record with his girlfriends, I would say not. But maybe he's good at having Elaine as a female friend. Like, they used to date, but now they're just friends. And that's, uh... <laughs> I mean, I guess he's okay with women. But then George is like, that leaves me in the clear. God, that was funny. So then the next, uh, so then you see Sharon get up and she's calling Jerry from the payphone. Hey, Jerry, I must have missed you. I'll catch you later. So (laughs) it's just going to get way, way, way worse from here. And then, of course, there's like, you know, there's always these random things that George or Jerry will say or Kramer. Hey, I just, (laughs) George walks into Jerry's apartment. Hey, I just thought of the best name for myself if I ever become a porno actor. (laughs) Like, seriously, do you ever have conversations like this with your friends, especially the one we just heard? It's okay to be gay. Like, how many times have you, like, pretended, like... I mean, I, I've done that a lot of times back when I was younger, like, in high school. Like, just kind of, like, you know... Like, there's this one time... I'm going to tell a story in Amber. I swear you're going to be listening to this and you're going to be laughing your ass off. One time I didn't want to... 
I did not want to go out with this guy. I dated him. Like, I went on a couple dates with him, and I did not want him. I was, like, 16. And I told uh, I told my friend Amber, and she's like, well, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe just tell him you're gay. So I <laughs> So I called him up, left a message. No, I'm sorry. I called him up, and I had my friend call and say, hi, um... I just want you to know that um, Alyssa is my girlfriend and we really would like you to stop bothering us. Seriously. So we used to do shit like that all the time. And it worked, by the way. I never saw the guy again. But <laughs> but now it's like, no. Back then, it was almost like a not a joke to be gay because I have nothing against, you know, LB, L, LGBT, sorry, I've had a couple drinks here, LGBTQ community, you know. But back then, it was just didn't it wasn't talked about very often you know and it was kind of like a joke it, I mean sorry but that's how it was I can't change the past you know that's just how it was so you know uh and that's kind of like what they're doing in this in that booth you know they're kind of joking about it and now I mean I don't think you would do that I I don't think it's PC to do that anymore anyways George's porno name sorry I, I got off on a tangent is uh Buck Naked. That's actually a pretty good name. And I wonder if there's any porn stars named Buck Naked. And it's just so funny how George just randomly just busts out with this stuff. This is totally what best friends do, you know? Like, you just think of these things. You, you tell them about your dreams you had, these random dreams. That's just how I was with my best friends always. George is wearing this, like, ugly-ass shirt. And he's like, what do you think of this shirt, Jerry? And he goes, yeah, well, he just starts smiling. He's like, what do you say when you can't tell them the truth, right? You just smile, laugh. Well, that's the shirt then. That's the one you picked out. That's the one you're going to wear. You know, you have to like think of something really fast. So that's what Jerry does, basically. So there's somebody at the door and it's Sharon Leonard from the, you know, the, she's doing the interview. And George is like, uh, okay, do you want me to leave? And he's like, no, you can stay here. And this is where, just where it gets so funny. So he opens the door to Sharon and she's like, just can't speak for a second. She's like that. She's like, oh, she puts two and two together real quick. That's the guy who said he was gay at the coffee shop. And now, you know, just picture whatever they say from here on out, what she's thinking. Just all these, these uh, assumptions. Oh God, it's so funny. This is a long clip, but it's really, really funny. Uh, shall we start? Fire away. Okay, let's see. Um... Are you just a comedian, or do you do anything else? Uh, well, right now, George and I are writing a pilot for NBC. Oh, so you also work together? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, did you wash this pair? Yeah, I washed it. It looks like it hasn't been washed. So wash it. You hear the way he talks to me? my boyfriend talks to me. <laughs> what? Hey, uh, let me ask you something. What do you think of this shirt? It's nice. Jerry said he didn't like it. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said it was okay. Oh, you said you didn't like it. Oh, well, so what if I don't like it? Is that like the end of the world or something? So how did you two meet? Oh, actually, we met in the gym locker room. Yeah. Actually, it was in gym class. I, I was trying to climb the ropes, and uh, Jerry was spotting me. <clears throat> and uh, I kept slipping and burning my thighs. And then finally I slipped and I fell on Jerry's head. <laughs> yeah, we've been close ever since. Do you guys live together? Live together? No, I got, I got my own place. Oh. And do your parents know? Know what? My parents? They don't know what's going on. <laughs> Oh, God, you're that girl in the coffee shop that was eavesdropping on us. I knew you looked familiar. Oh, no! No! Okay, I just love... I laugh every time I watch this. I just love how Jerry's kind of slowly putting it together. Like, uh, do your parents know? Know what? So you guys live together? Live together? He's just, like, totally just trying to piece it together. Like, what's up with these questions? He's had, like, probably so many interviews, and he's like, wait a minute. What's up with these questions? And honestly, like, she... 
and I, I was reading this in uh, some, some comment I read on about this episode. She was really like, who, who touches this, this topic with a 10-foot pole, especially back then? Like, she just wants a good juicy news story, so she's going to have, like, you know, Seinfeld come out as gay. You know? It's like, what a, what a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, but that's, like, that's not okay. So, uh, then, uh, you know, they're freaking out. It's not true! It's not true! You know, and Jerry says the most famous line from, the, one of the most famous lines from Seinfeld. I'm not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, fine if that's what you want to do. And then George says, you know, Jerry says, I have a whole bunch of friends that are gay. And Jerry, George says, my father's gay. <laughs> hilarious, 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 hilarious. And then Kramer comes in, just busts in, like, you know, like he always does, and says, I thought we were going to take a steam. And they're like, no, no steam. Well, I don't want to sit there naked all by myself. It's just... The, the timing of this scene is so funny, and it just gets so much better from here. Oh, and I totally forgot about the, another funny scene. George wants to prove that he's not gay to Sharon. So he says, I'm not gay. Do you want to have sex right now? You want to have sex with me right now? <laughs> yeah, that'll prove it, George. Hilarious. Like, how do you prove that you're not gay? How? I mean, do you have like a little card that says gay, straight, bi? I mean, how do you prove it, you know? Back then, especially. I mean, you don't prove it. That's my whole point of this. You don't prove it. But they have to, you know, George knows he, they, they fucked up with that whole thing that they did at the, at the booth. And it's going to be really bad for Jerry. <laughs> and he's trying to like stop her. No, don't, don't out me. Don't out me, you know? Hilarious. So, uh, the next scene, Jerry's like, wow, what am I going to do? And Elaine's like, I'll talk to her. He's like, this is the whole thing. It's your fault. Well, I'll talk to her. I'll smooth things out. He's like, nah, it's okay. And then Kramer, uh, bursts in through the door with Jerry's birthday present. And, uh, I think I, I forgot to mention this, uh, back when the scene was happening, but they were talking about the gifts they got for Jerry. George got him, uh, tickets to see guys and dolls on Broadway. And Elaine got him a two-line phone, which is such a funny reference of the 90s. Two-line phone. And uh, Kramer gets him a two-line phone. He's like, hey, cool, thanks, man. And Elaine's like, I gotta go return something. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's working. This is great. Thanks a lot. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, wait, I gotta call on the other line. Okay, later. Uh, All right, I'll talk to you later. Hello? Jerry, it's Sharon from NYU. Oh, hi. I was just calling to tell you I'm not going to play up that angle we talked about in the story. Oh, thank you very much. That's great. Uh, uh, hold on a second. I got to call on the other line. Hello? Hey. Hey, how you doing? You know, I got that uh, reporter from the newspaper on the other line. Oh, hey, so what did she say? Oh, she said she's not going to play up that, that angle in the story. She thinks we're heterosexual. I guess we fooled her. Yeah. All right, I'll get rid of her. Hold on. Sharon? Hello? Sharon, are you there? I'm back. You know, I could hear you on the other line. What are you talking about? I heard what you said. Sharon, are you there? You heard me talking on the other line? Are you sure? Yes, I heard you. Well, maybe she was disconnected. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe she heard the whole conversation. All right, hang on. Let me call Kramer and see if you can hear anything. Hold on. Hello. Kramer, there may be a problem with the phone. Hold on. There may be a problem with the phone. Hold on. Oh, no! <laughs> Kramer, this phone's a piece of junk. Goodbye. So Jerry gone and fucked up. So now they all, so now, oh boy, what a mess. So she's like, yeah, I'm not going to print the story. I'm going to go a different route. And now she heard him say, ha ha, we fooled her. Oh God, so funny. And just the whole, the whole two line phone cracks me up because that's totally, 
Isn't that like a... Okay, two-line phone is kind of like on the iPhone now, a, th- a three-way call, right? Two, two-way call? Three-way call? I don't know. I just thought that was so funny how he got so excited about a two-line phone because I guess back then it was a big deal. I should probably Google that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, the look on Jerry's face, and of course you guys hear the audience laugh. I mean, that's a pretty long laugh. You know, they're like, oh, no. And I love how Jerry says, uh, sexual preferences are no, nobody's business but their own. <laughs> it's just so funny. Because back then, like, I just love how they're, like, they're trying to be as politically correct as possible, you know? And, I mean, now it's not even a big deal to be gay. It's just not, you know? It's pretty common, and, but back then, it just was a big deal. I mean, I don't know how else to tell you guys. It just was a big deal, you know? And times have changed big time. And this is, what, 93? This is, oh, this is a long-ass time ago. I don't want to think about how long ago it was because that's a, as long as I've been out of eighth grade. I graduated eighth grade in 93. Oh, my God. Whew. Don't really think about it. But anyways, uh, the next uh, scene, Elaine goes to Sharon's house. And she's... <laughs> She's wearing this big-ass coat, which I didn't mention in the last scene. She's wearing this big-ass, like, heavy winter coat. And for some reason, she doesn't want to take it off. You know, it's kind of like, you ever have this situation like that where you're like, no, I want to wear it. I don't want to take it off. I don't want to take my coat off, you know? And Elaine's just kind of weird like that. She's very quirky like that. And uh, it's just, it's just too funny. She, she cracks me up. She kept insisting I take off my coat. I refused, and then she forcibly tried to get me to remove it. She didn't take a coat off in my house either. <laughs> you know, there are tribes in Indonesia where if you keep your coat on in somebody's house, the families go to war. <laughs> so you don't take your coat off, and now everyone at NYU thinks I'm gay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. Anyway, when are we going to see it? I'd like to read the article. They're sending it to me. All right, well, here you go. Happy birthday. Thank you. Two tickets to Guys and Dolls. I'm going to go with you. Guys and Dolls? Isn't that a lavish Broadway musical? It's Guys and Dolls, not Guys and Guys. You're right, Guys and Dolls. Thanks, thanks very All much. Right. All right, well, happy birthday. Oh, Amy! <laughs> the collected works of Bette Midler. What? I, I thought you liked Bette Midler. Oh, she's all right. You said you liked her. Well, so what? Maybe I do like her. So what? So nothing! Thanks for the CDs. Yeah, you're welcome. Why are those two people pointing at you over there? I don't know. <laughs> I love how this episode has so many, like, gay references, like, uh, Bette Midler and Guys and Dolls and, you know, Broadway, you know, it just... Funny things like that that normally wouldn't bother Jerry, but since the situation has happened, he's like, mm, this is weird. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, these guys are pointing to Jerry, and they have a newspaper in front of them, and Jerry's like, what do you got there? And this is what she published. Although they maintain separate residences, the comedian and his longtime companion <laughs> seem to be inseparable. Oh, no, the Associated Press picked up the NYU story. That's going to be in every paper. I've been outed. I wasn't even in. <laughs> I clipped that because I just love that line. I've been outed. I wasn't even in. Love it. So funny. Well, Jerry's got a big problem. So now everybody, <laughs> everybody's going to read that Jerry Seinfeld is gay. And so is his friend George Costanza. And they're gay lovers who live together. Oh my gosh. Oh, it just gets so much funnier from here. It's, oh gosh. 
Hang tight, guys. It gets funny. Oh, and I just want to talk about Ben Midler because I do love Ben Midler. Um, I have loved the movie Beaches. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Beaches. It is a very underrated 80s movie from 1988 about two friends that meet like when they're kids and they become pen pals and they meet up later in, a, in their adult life and uh, it's just a very sad freaking movie. And Bette Midler is a star, so, so is Barbara Hershey. John Hurd's in it, the guy who plays uh, Kevin's dad in Home Alone. And uh, it's been always been one of my favorite movies. And I've always loved Bette Midler. I've always loved her music. I am not big on her politics, but we will not go into that. And uh, I also, this is really cool. She used to have a show called Bet back in, man, I would say it was probably around uh, 2001, like right before 9-11. A lot of things happened before 9-11. And I got to go to a live taping of the Bette Midler show. I think it was called Bet. I don't think, I don't, I don't remember what it's called. I think it was called B-E-T-T-E, Bet, yeah. That was so cool. And there's one thing about Bet that it really surprised me, because she kind of is like a little chunky. You see her and she's a little chunky, but in the, when I went to go see her, she's a tiny little thing, you know? And I'd never been to a live taping before. That was so cool. Very, very cool. I got to do that, and I also got to try out for Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Do you guys remember Rock and Roll Jeopardy? This is around the same time, by the way, like 2001, 2002. Very, very cool, you guys. That show was, like, way gone now, but that was a hard test. (laughs) But basically, they said, okay, if you pass this next level, you get to go on, and you'll be on the show. That's why you have to, you had, like, a dress code you had to wear. In case you did get chosen to be on TV, you had to have, like, a dress code. And, uh, I didn't make it, obviously. I, trust me, I probably would have been a little more famous. (laughs) But I didn't make it, and that was the end of that. But those are the two things I've been to, uh, live shows. I've been to the Bette Midler show, and I've been to Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Now, I didn't stay for the whole thing of Rock and Roll Jeopardy, because I was just like, okay, well, I gotta get home. I'm two hours away, you know. I live two hours away from L.A. And, uh... It was cool, though, because when I went and tried out for Rock Jeopardy, like, they take you, like, on a uh, on a tram, because it's in Culver City, and they take you on a tram back to the, the back lot of uh, CBS. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't remember what channel it was on. I thought it was on VH1, but they filmed it in the Jeopardy studio, which is in Culver City. By the way, R.I.P. Alex Trebek. I love Jeopardy. I miss Jeopardy. I don't watch it anymore because he's gone. Sorry, I just can't do it. Miss him too much. But anyways, sorry, I went off on a tangent. Okay, (laughs) so we got a big problem here. (laughs) We got a big problem here, and it's just going to get worse. Like I said, it's just going to get worse. And here we go. Within the confines of his fastidious bachelor pad... Seinfeld and Costanza bicker over the cleanliness of a piece of fruit like an old married couple. I told you that pair was washed. I thought we were friends. There we go. I mean, how could you two keep this a secret from me? It's not true. Ah, enough lie. The line is through. Oh, come on, Jerry, the masquerade is over. You're thin, late 30s, single. So are you. Yeah. Boogie <laughs> dog. Hello? George? Mrs. Seinfeld? Oh, my God. <laughs> My God, Ma? Jerry, Ma! Oh my God, my mother! <laughs> I am sitting here crying. I was laughing so hard. I haven't seen this episode in a long time. Oh my God, that is so funny. Oh my God, my mother! So funny. And Jerry's like, "It's not true, Ma. It's not true, Ma." Oh, Jerry, you shouldn't have worn those skirts when you were a kid. <laughs> just gets going 
oh, where'd it go? And he's just like rolling his eyes. And Elaine's trying to trying to like listen to see what she's saying. You know, his mom is saying. I just love how George answers the phone. <laughs> Mrs. Custard or Mrs. Seinfeld. Oh my God. Oh God, it's so funny. Imagine that. And then Kramer. <laughs> Kramer. He says, I thought we were friends. Oh my God, it's so hilarious, you guys. This show. I remember when I first watched this, I, that scene, well, it's coming up. There's another scene that's coming up, and I was literally on the floor. I was laughing so hard, I, I was on the floor, and I'm not even kidding. And the, not a lot of shows do that. You can, you know what I mean? A lot of shows, they're funny. You laugh, ha, ha, ha. But this one is just side-splitting humor. And uh, I don't know if it's just maybe the, the, the uh, actors who do it to me, or... The topics, because there's a lot of other episodes just like this that are so funny. But this one just gets me. It's just hilarious. And <laughs> I just, like, picture, like, like, pretend like that's your mother. She finds out that your best friend and you are lovers. And you have been this whole time. And you hit it this whole time. I mean, it's just so funny. So, hey, Jerry, this is why you can't settle with a girlfriend, huh? <laughs> you know, something like that. They're probably thinking that in their head. Oh, and then Jer George runs out because he's got he's to get a hold of his mother before <laughs> Mrs. Costanza calls her. I'm sorry, Mrs. Uh, Seinfeld calls her. Or she reads it in the paper, but too late. I open up the paper, and this is what I have to read about. I fell right off the toilet. My back went out again. I couldn't move. The super had to come and help me up. I was half naked. It's not true. Every day it's something else with you. I don't know anything about you anymore. Who are you? What kind of life are you leading? Who knows what you're doing? Maybe you're making porno films. Yeah. I'm buck naked. Who? Buck naked? Jerry, I can see. He's so neat and thin. Not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> I love how dramatic his mom is. She's just like, oh, who are you? I don't even know who you are anymore. So funny. Oh, R.I.P. Estelle Harris. She was so good in this. She was also in Family Guy and probably some other stuff. I'll have to look her up. I'm going to do a little tribute to her at the end, I think. But um, she was she was good. She was good. She was a good good actress. And she was married to somebody famous, too. I'll have to look that up, too. But after the episode. So... Then this male nurse walks in to the other, like, there's like a divider between the, she's in like in a hospital room and there's, I forgot to mention she's in the hospital because <laughs> she fell off the toilet. <laughs> I can't. Oh God, it's so funny. But anyways, uh, there's a male nurse that comes in. He says, okay, it's time for your sponge bath. And it's two guys. He's giving a guy a sponge bath. And there's like the silhouette of two guys, and that's what my uh, my title card is on my podcast, uh, my podcast entry on you know iTunes. It's a picture of George with the silhouettes behind him, and the guy's giving him a sponge bath, and he's just, he's like sitting there just totally uncomfortable. It's just so funny, and George is trying not to look, but he's like, hmm, kind of curious, hilarious. Okay, so then there's a scene where they're at monks again, Jerry, George, and Elaine, and. George is like, okay, so the play's tomorrow night. Do you want to have dinner before we leave? And before Jerry can answer, this soldier comes up to him, some veteran, and says, excuse me, sir, I just want to tell you how brave you are for coming out. Basically, I'm just, I'm paraphrasing. How brave you are for coming out. And, you know, I wish I was as brave as you. It's, <laughs> and then Jerry looks at George and says, hey, you know, I don't think I'm going to go to Guys and Dolls after all. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and then elaine says how's allison did you see the article and george is like no i can't imagine what she would say and then he's like wait a second uh he's remember he's trying to figure a way to break up with her and then he goes i'm out i'm out baby and he runs out of the restaurant <laughs> there's there are so many episodes where he just like screams something and runs out of the restaurant hilarious 
Oh, boy. So then the next scene, George is in the car with Allison, the girlfriend he's trying to break up with. And she's she's reading the article and she goes, huh. And George is like, what do you mean, huh? Don't you see what it says here? She goes, oh, that's nice. He says, it says I'm gay. I'm a gay man. And she goes, you're not gay. And he's like, well, well, you know, he's just trying to, like, you know, plead his case. And she goes, well, I'm going to ask Jerry. And he goes, no, 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 no. You can't ask Jerry. She says, I'm asking Jerry. It's just, she is psychotic. Hilarious. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. And just gets funnier and funnier from here. Then the next scene, uh, Jerry is making out with Sharon. <laughs> I Obviously, he's not gay. He's totally making out with her. And she's like, could you ever forgive me? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then we get this scene. Oh, before this, I also want to point out, he is making out with a college kid. He's like almost 40. I just want to point that out. And the funny thing is, he, in real life, married an 18-year-old, didn't he? Or he was dating an 18-year-old, Shoshana. He was dating an 18-year-old. Or she actually might have been younger than that. I'm going to have to look that up, too. I will get to that. Don't be upset. Oh, we just stop it with that stuff. What's going on? All right, I'll tell you the truth. I'm not gay. My name's Buck Naked. I'm a porno <laughs> Really? Oh, my God. George is, or sorry, Jerry's trying to convince uh, Sharon that he's not gay. He's totally making out with her. And then George comes in and blows it all up again. And she's like, okay, I don't know what the hell to think. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then, <laughs> and then Allison, you're not gay. What are you talking about? No, I'm actually a porn star. Really? And then he's like, oh my God. So funny. He's like, how the hell am I ever going to break up with this girl? Nothing I say is going to work. And Jerry's sitting here like, and the, you know, and of course this whole time when, when George is like, come on, Jerry, tell her the truth. He's like tussling his hair and touching his hands. Please don't be upset, Jerry. And he like takes his hands and his, oh God, so funny. And then the next scene, Kramer uh, kind of busts in through the door and he's like, hey, hey. And there's a guy with Kramer. And I want to say that it's, well, I don't really know if it's the, uh, I'm gonna have to look and see, but it, it looks like the, the nurse from the hospital in the previous scene where George, you know, the guy who's doing the sponge bath, I'm gonna look it up right now, but I think it might be him, and Kramer's like, hey, we're gonna be in my apartment, you know, like, making it, like, seem like that's, you know, his boyfriend, whatever, and then he's like, no, 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 you know, everything's fine, well, I'm not gay. And then, not there's anything wrong with that. And that's how the episode ends. But, uh, let me look that up. I have to see. I have to see. Because I really think that's him. Okay, so I went back and watched that scene at the hospital. It's not him. They look alike, but it's not him. It's just some cute, tall guy that's hanging with Kramer. And Kramer says he's the cable man. Or, no, sorry, he's the telephone man. Uh, but... Yeah... <laughs> Uh, I just love how it ends on that note. Not there's anything wrong with that. Um, I also looked up Jerry Seinfeld and his girlfriend, Shoshana Lonstein. When he was 39 years old, Seinfeld started a romantic relationship with Shoshana Lonstein, who was much younger, 18 years of age. Wow. When they began dating. 
Early in their relationship, Spy Magazine referred to her as a legal voter, mocking her young age. They dated for approximately four years from 1993 to 1997. So he was dating her when this show was on. Before the, this episode, I mean. Before the relationship ended. Okay. Wow. So I remember that, I remember when this happened. Uh, I mean, he wasn't called like a pedophile or anything, but he was definitely, like, remember the whole thing with Woody Allen? You know, how we, well, of course he dated his daughter. He married his daughter, his uh, adopted daughter. But, uh, you know, go, a 39-year-old going out with an 18-year-old and you're that much in the public eye, that's going to cause some, some talk. <laughs> Let's just say that. So I'm looking at the trivia here. Um, I don't really see much. The episode earned Larry Charles an Emmy nomination. The scenes with George and his mother in the hospital reference almost identical scenes in the contest. Yeah, the contest is another one I'm probably going to do. That's the one where they can't masturbate. They have a bet going. Uh, when Estelle Harris was not available at one time, Fran Drescher stood in for Estelle in the hospital scene. You can find it in this episode's inside look in the season four DVD set. That is really cool. I love Fran Drescher. Um, in fact, I'm going to be doing a nanny episode in May with uh, a friend of mine that I met in the Married to Children podcast group. We both have done Married to Children podcasts. In fact, I just did one. In fact, guys, I think it's going to be on in a couple weeks. Let me see exactly when that's going to air. I think it's going to be pretty soon here. I, I recorded it a couple weeks ago, and uh, they told me it was going to be sometime in the middle of April. And it's the episode called Al Goes to the Dogs. It's like from season 10. And uh, so if anybody wants, if anybody is a Married Children fan, uh, I will be on that one. And uh, let's see. There's one more scene at the end of this episode where he does a stand-up, which is pretty funny. I am not gay. I am, however, thin, single, and neat. Sometimes when someone is thin, single, and neat, people assume they are gay because that is a stereotype. You normally don't think of gay people as fat, sloppy, and merry. Well, I'm sure there are. I don't want to perpetuate the stereotype. I'm sure they're the minority, though, within the gay community. Probably discriminated against. Because of that, people say to them, you know, Joe, uh, I enjoy being gay with you, but I think it's about time, you know, you got in shape, tuck your shirt in, and lost the wine. <laughs> but if people are going to assume that people that are neat are gay, maybe instead of doing this, you know, I think Joe might be a little... They should, they should vacuum, you know, I think Joe might be... Oh. Yeah. I got a feeling he's a little... See, right there. He, he's kind of having like a euphemism for, you know, being gay. Back then, you did that. And now it's like, you can say, hey, he's gay. He's gay. He's bisexual. He's bisexual. He's trans. You know, it's totally different now. But back in 1993, it was such a taboo subject, which I think is why Seinfeld was so groundbreaking, you know? Uh, and there's also like, they talk about the, like in the pre, uh, uh, future episode they talk about the sponge you know uh which is definitely not around anymore as far as i know i never used it but i mean they talk about some funny things you know and i don't know they talk about the aids walk <laughs> that was a big thing back in 93 you know and now it's i'm not saying aids isn't a big deal but i mean do you ever hear about it hardly anymore you know it's it's so crazy how this show has I mean, it's one of those shows that, like, you go back and you watch it and, you know, you see the 90s fashion, you see the 90s references, but, like, does it still hold up? And honestly, yeah, it does hold up, you know? Um, so that's that episode. I love it because of just the lines, the expressions, the storyline is so funny. The plot is so funny. It's so basic. It literally takes place, like, maybe in two days, you know? It's just a very quick... That's how Seinfeld is. A lot of it takes place in, like, one day. It's all done in one day, you know? Okay. So, I have a new show I want to recommend to you guys. And I fucking forgot what it's called. Tiger King. Okay, so, it's on Peacock. 
and it's called and now i had to borrow my mom's login because i don't have peacock but it's called tiger king i'm gonna get the exact title for you guys hold on i'm so sorry i am so sorry it's called joe versus carol it's on peacock it is so good Okay, now I heard that it had terrible reviews and I told my husband, I'm like, well, we can give it a shot. I mean, we love anything Tiger King. You guys know I love Tiger King. I think I talked about that many times. Actually, no, I don't know if I did talk about that because I didn't have my podcast then. Tiger King was one of those things that like we all watched during quarantine because there's nothing else to do. It came out literally like March 1st of 2020. Yeah, I think it was like March 1st of 2020, right when around the when COVID was happening and I think I probably watched that that documentary three times. It was so good. So then when I saw during the Super Bowl that there was a Joe vs. Carol TV show coming out, and I said, no. So it's actually going to be like reenacted. It's basically what you're watching is reenacted scenes from the Tiger King documentary. Some of the people are uh, not really cast well. I would say the guy who plays Joe Exotic's pretty good. The guy, the woman who plays Carol Baskin is Kate McKinnon. She is amazing. I think she's on Saturday Night Live, but I'm not really sure on that. She's amazing. Uh, the person who plays Doc is not so great. I think my kid's home. Yep, they're home. That's good because I'm almost done here. Definitely check out Joe versus Carol. It's on. It's on Peacock. Um, I watched. About 10 minutes of the Jackass movie and I had to turn it off. It was terrible. I mean, my husband loves it, but it's not really for girls. I, I can tell you that right now. Not really for girls. Um, I think that's it. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be doing a podcast with uh, my friend Stefan. And that's going to be in May. It's going to be for a Mother's Day episode of The Nanny called I Don't Remember Mama. And that's going to be, I don't have a date yet, but I'll give you guys a date. If you want to follow me, My uh, you can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. And I'll put the link in the show notes. And uh, I think the next podcast I'm going to be doing is probably a teen mom, but I'm not 100%. I will update you guys on the website. And if you like the podcast, go to iTunes and give me a five-star rating. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Now I'm going to be doing a little tribute to Estelle Harris, who played uh, Estelle Costanza on Seinfeld and Mrs. Potato Head in Toy Story. R.I.P. Estelle Harris. I don't understand you. I really don't. You have nothing better to do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I go out for a quart of milk. I come home and find my son treating his body like it was an amusement park. Ma. Don't give me ma. It's a good thing I didn't hit the table. I could have cracked my head open. People can hear you. Too bad you can't do that for a living. You'd be very successful at it. You could sell out Madison Square Garden. Thousands of people could watch you. You did. Oh, it's so nice to have a big, strong spot around the house. Oh. Sweet potato, you ain't leaving Sunnyside. Sweet potato, who do you think you're talking to? I have over 30 accessories and I deserve more.